Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash home and podcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks, Audible, and let's get into the episode. Lion just recovered a fumble. Bits of wisdom. It's Harry Ludini, I'm pretty sure. That's when it kind of becomes home improvement after dark. I guess that leaves us at the question of the week. Mmm. Very good. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, Jordan, but a really cool aerial shot of the table. Reasonably funny. User review. Does everybody know what time it is? Home and podcast time. That's right, Binford Tools is proud to present the Home Improvement Podcast. My name is Adam, and you all know my co-host, Jordan Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That uh, that delay there is kind of a, a, ca- or a nutshell of what's been happening pre-show. We cannot figure out how to get the show started. We cannot figure out nicknames. It's been a struggle. I, I uh, Yeah, I was trying to come up with a nickname, and I just figured if I... You know, held the long enough. I come up with something. I didn't. Uh, but Jordan, it's happy, just a lot of ends. Happy National Sandwich Day! It is. Wow. Yeah. Is this similar to National Donut Day, where we always like to share, celebrate it together? Don't bother me on the work site. <laughs> uh, how you doing? What's this your morning, favorite Jordan? sandwich, Adam? Uh, my favorite sandwich. <laughs> oh man, I really. Uh, to be honest, like, are I you like, a Subway guy? I, I no, I like them all. Um... I think uh, Wait, no, but you like them all. I mean, I like t- all types of sandwiches. If I'm going to get a sandwich, like Subway would be. I OD'd on Subway when I was uh, in grad school because it was just really close to the office that I was in. So I would just like walk over with a pal and get Subway two, three times a and week. Then people would find you outside, like eyes glazed over, and it was mm-hmm. yeah, like a, an, a, an actual overdose. No, um, yeah. I uh, actually, you know, I know that they do podcast sponsorship, and maybe this will will lead to them covering oh. us but jersey mics uh Ooh. They, i got an email this morning i'm a i'm a preferred jersey mics uh club member uh mm. yeah i know pretty cool and uh <laughs> they're they're offering two dollars off every sandwich today so i might pop over there for lunch that's pretty so good i think we should i'm gonna when actually I, i'm gonna reach out to jersey mics after this episode and see if, you might as well there's one right next to me too so you should pop over there too do you like jersey mics i've only had it once oh, and man. it was okay it's really um, good you might, maybe you gotta try it again yeah, I had it in an airport, so I think okay, that was probably that's, less that's, quality. I mean, yeah, nothing at an airport is going to be as no. good as it is. My favorite is Mancino's, but obviously that's only really You know, the last Michigan. time I had Mancino's was with you about exactly. four, four years ago, so I, <laughs> I, I can attest to the fact that you do love Mancino's. When I was home in the summer, I got it like two or three times while I was there. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's okay, you know. I love it. It's my favorite. You love it, man. Well, happy, you know, be careful. Happy, be careful happy, what you say. Happy National Sandwich Day to, to everyone. By the time this comes out, it will have passed, but I hope that you celebrate it in a very special way. These days are getting out of control. I know I'm not the first person <laughs> to say this, but I mean. Talk I, like a pirate day, National Sandwich Day, Siblings high Day. High five day, dog high day. High five day. day. Yeah, high five day. We missed that one. Well, I'll, like, I'll let you know next it, year. When's National Home and Podcast Day? That's every Wednesday, baby. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, home and podcast home improvement, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, roller coasters or something? That's <laughs> kind of unclear. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a little unclear. Well, uh, this was very tangential, uh, just tying certain things together. But, you know, right now, I live near Disney World. 
they're revamping everything. They're making Star Wars areas. They're making Pixar areas. And I was wondering, uh, first of all, I was upset because there is no news about like a home improvement themed attraction, which is just mind boggling. And then I was wondering, like, what could we like? We should come up with some sort of plan, submit it to Disney, and get them to make a home improvement attraction. So, are you with me? Uh Uh-oh, coffee time. Yeah, coffee time. This episode is sponsored by Mr. Coffee and Audible. Uh, (laughs) Jordan, I'm very much with you, and I very much echo what you said. I I mean, sure, does it make sense to have a Guardians of the Galaxy ride? I suppose. You know, it makes some money. But also, home improvement's made uh, more than its fair share of cash over the years. So, yeah, <laughs> and Jordan, it's very popular right now. It's obviously very popular right now. People, it, it's it's aged well, and people uh, are very much... If our much... download numbers yesterday <laughs> are any indication of how popular it is... Yeah, I think also Tim Allen's politics have really helped uh, <laughs> home improvement age. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, about this potential... It's a, are we thinking a ride? Just a ride, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it would have to be an attraction, you know, maybe, <laughs> when's the last time that you've been on, like, a Disney World attraction? I don't do roller coasters. Uh, no, no, it doesn't have of. to be a roller coaster. Okay. Uh, last time I was on I'm Disney thinking World of, of, like, uh, I mean, there's, like, the teacups, there's I everything like those. I went to like Disney those... in eighth grade, uh, and I, like, actually, I mean, certainly not to the extent of you, uh, but I <laughs> do enjoy the experience down there, so I, I have a fondness for... Uh, several of the rides, and uh, I, perhaps sometime moving forward, we talk about those rides more specifically. But in terms of uh, a potential home improvement ride, well, I think <laughs> you have to do something. I mean, I think you have to be at the tool time set. Yeah, and I, and you I can't th- go home. I think that you. I okay. Here's what I'm envisioning. All right. So basically, you are an audience member at the tool time set. Uh, so it's a little bit like, um, I don't know, is that Carousel of Progress? I don't know what it is. Yeah, uh, I love okay. Carousel of Progress. Yeah, so like, you're basically, you're, you're sitting there in the audience, um, and let's say it's a little bit like Carousel of Progress, basically in that you're sitting in the audience, so it's really not that much like that. <laughs> uh, but it's also a little bit like one of those Universal Studios makeup shows. So basically, mm. you got a fake... Maybe you get the real Tim Allen and the real Richard Karn. I doubt it. You get a fake Richard Karn, fake Tim Allen, and they're basically like reenacting an episode of Tool Time. But there's a lot of like, like Tim's getting thrown up against walls and electrocuting himself and gluing himself mm. to tables, and it's kind of like a a stunt spectacular. That's ah. that's that's what I'm offering. You know, that's kind of similar to what I'm thinking, but I'm thinking more of a, co- a similar uh, a coaster thing where like the premise is maybe Al's out sick or they're hiring. They're trying to do like some sort of internship program, so they bring alongside another person who's going to audition to be on the show, mm-hmm. and they do like a test show, and uh, you're basically trying to avoid all of Tim's disasters. So, like you were saying, you know, he, he there's an electrocution, or like he drops some mm-hmm. giant, I don't know, knife, and you have to try to avoid it. But you're not really doing this; you're doing this as you go through a roller coaster. Okay, so, interesting. <clears throat> so like you almost get hit by something or like oh. you have to do a corkscrew or something to get out of the okay. way or uh something of that nature okay i would like to add a wrinkle to mine where we actually bring people out of the studio audience and they help out with the various tool stunts. time stunts yeah. yeah i like that i mean that- i think we've got two home improvement attractions is there anything we can do that would incorporate the family though mm. i don't know 
Uh, I guess if it's a roller coaster, you could, uh, I mean, you can just kind of have it go you, through, like, the house and the fence and stuff. Well, yeah, but... you, it, you, Tim takes you home for dinner, too. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Buy me dinner first, Tim. I don't know. Well, and obviously, so you get you know, to eat with the whole Taylor this family. This wasn't going to be perfect, but I think we got pretty close. Yeah, yeah. With no uh, background, like, research, we we did all right, so. Yeah, we made this We did do a lot of background research, though, on this upcoming episode, which is Too Many Cooks. Episode 68 is going to be Too Many Cooks. I would say I did, I would say I did a lot, by any means. Well, <laughs> we've done Less more than, than usual, the general perhaps. population. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Too Many Cooks, yes. All right. Uh, this one's written by Bob Bettinson and Bruce Ferber. They did Dollars and Cents, which was just a great episode that taught us that, you know, you should give kids money to invest you know and decide what they want to do with it right Isn't mm-hmm. that what that one yeah, was about? i like i like the scene with the frying pan at the end that was really funny <laughs> all right this one aired probably, on probably but no i do like frying pan humor though yeah. uh march 16th 1994 uh lots of plot keywords the only one that was interesting to me was poultry i just like the idea of you know all these different tv shows and movies with poultry being mm-hmm. a big central figure yeah yep. um didn't find anything in particular about like interesting movies on there, but I do like the idea of it. So, anyways, that gets us into alternative titles. And you said you've you've kind of pared it down. You didn't you didn't have seven or eight I this time. You only got last four. Week. I said I said that I was going to to have to um, you know maybe just cut a little bit or do some some self editing. And I, I've you know been true to my word. So yeah, I only have one, two, three, four. Cool. They're all I've bad, got, though. So Yeah, and my, my quality is definitely mm-hmm. low this week. But I've got three, so not, okay. not a crazy amount. Yeah. Uh, so the episode title is Too Many Cooks. Um, I'll just start with, I'm sure you, I bet you have one very close to this. but Yeah. Can't take the heat. Mm, yeah, food puns. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine is Serially Selfish. Serially Selfish. Where's the cereal come into play? Uh, cereal as in, like, just a food product, and then okay. just the like fact it, that Tim it, is selfish it, it again in another episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, here's another one. Arkin slaughtered. <laughs> that sounds like a scary movie. I know, yeah. It's a Ooh. backwoods Arkansas tale, yeah. <clears throat> All right, they said this in the episode, but I have to say it. This land is Borland. This yeah. land is my land. It's a good one. Not altogether original, but uh, here's one. You quack me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last one is near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a movie in a franchise that we really love, but mm-hmm. Crush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good. I don't, I don't know. It's really good. All right, my last one. This actually describes my viewing experience uh when watching this one nodding off mm. you know the nod yeah he got, yeah. got lots of nods yeah i don't the act like the nod is something that actually exists in the world yeah i don't think people ever say that but they do in this episode so speaking uh, let's get into it let's get into it plot synopsis by skagari 66 Al and Tim are asked to guest host Cooking with Irma while Irma is out of town for a week, but Tim chafes at suddenly being Al's assistant. Meanwhile, Randy needs advice about a girl he likes. Yep. That's it. That does it. (laughs) Good job, Scary. Yes, thank you, Scary. Do you want me to open? I mean, I can open, but uh, not a lot of notes here. You're not going to close. 
<laughs> ABCs always be closing. All right, so we open on tool time, and uh, we get the, well, your titular line, uh, this land is Boreland, uh, mm. is how Tim kind of opens the episode. And it was probably one of the few jokes in the episode that worked for me. Uh, this episode uh, of Tool Time, they're talking about car alarms or just like yeah, car, car sec- security, car security measures. Um, it's a lot something it's, we spend a lot of time thinking about, really. Yeah, I suppose this would have been the early days of uh, car alarms. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. They act like it's kind of a new sort of novel thing. Although the car alarms that they use in this episode don't really exist in the real world, <laughs> as far as I could tell. But uh, it, it's uh, they do some. They do some bits with various car alarm measures. I didn't really write them down. It's a very, very long. <laughs> it's a very, very long scene. Uh, the last it, it kind of closes with Tim has a. He, they have a car right there in the set, and uh, Tim has uh, he's he's set up a special alarm that when Al uh, kind of stealthily tries to walk up to the car, it says uh, "Back away, flannel man." So, Back away. I mean, flannel I, man. I skipped over a lot there, but I just didn't. I yeah, don't know. None I mean, of it seemed important. What you skipped over was like a really big steering wheel lock that he had custom made for like a monster truck. It's just was this it? scene is just like it was just so long and it just wasn't that funny. So there I was just, a there was a fart joke about like cutting off gas. Yeah, like, there was a butt crack gas. joke later on. It's like, did I write this when I was six or something? Like, who's who's, who's doing this? Bruce and uh, Bruce and Bob. Yeah, a couple of dudes just <laughs> cracking up about butt cracks. <laughs> Yeah, that's really the opening scene. It's bad. Uh, so it's bad. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's not funny. You can say you don't have much notes, but it's, that's perfectly fine with yeah. me. So yeah. we'll move on to like they move on to after the show. This is where things get a little bit logical, a little bit more logical, <laughs> a little bit more logical, but also like just, a little just, bit not I'm just, at all I'm just logical. Kidding. I'm just kidding. The the yeah. impetus here is is it doesn't make any sense. But <sighs> yeah. Uh, so Tim. Well, yeah. So it's after show. And they start like rolling in this new set. They're rolling out the Tool Time set, which we've never seen them do. But I didn't you know, even know that. I didn't know that this was a thing. Like they've never mentioned this before, have they? No, this is a surprise. Uh, and it turns out that this little studio hosts Cooking with Irma. So we see a bunch of older women start to come in, getting ready for the cooking show. And it seems like uh, Tim and Al have a really good relationship with Irma. They go over and they start talking to her, seeing how's it going, what's going on, what are you making? Irma gives Al a little taste of her ratatouille, and uh, you know Al can taste all the spices and flavors in there because he's just... He's just a he's a chef in his own right, and we do find out that Irma's very excited. She has become a grandma. She just her daughter just had a girl. It's it's just a very exciting time for Irma. But she's gonna have to take some time off from the show. She's gonna be gone for a week. And you know what? Instead of running reruns, well, why don't we get these two car people to run this freaking food show? It's I don't as if see. this exists in. Another reality where uh, <laughs> logic is the enemy, and uh, yeah, it, I, I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's does. It's so stupid. Like, I just don't. I don't know where they thought this was like a good idea. It'd be okay. Here's the only way that that would work: is if it's a minute before showtime, you have the studio audience there, and Irma finds out her daughter's having a kid, and then Tim and Al just happen to be there, and like Al volunteers. That's the and then it goes well and then he keeps doing it. That's the only way that this works. And that yeah, is, even it. that even that has flaws. But like, th- what happens here? It's is more just, believable. It's so stupid. She's like, yeah, well, you fill in for my show for a week. Like, come on, 
Have we heard of Cooking with Irma before? I feel like maybe we have. Have they mentioned that before on the show? Mm, I've heard of Hurricane Irma, Irma before. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Uh, uh, wasn't there something? Wasn't there something a couple seasons ago where um, there? What's the episode where there's a bunch of women in the studio audience? Oh. In there, like they come down. Maybe it was Cooking with Irma. I don't remember, but I I I had thought maybe I'd heard that before. If anybody knows, uh, reach out to us and let us know, because I'm not going to be able to go back and find that out necessarily. You couldn't possibly. But I am curious. So, in any case, it's an absurd premise, and uh, and yet it's the premise the episode's built on. So you know, here's the other thing that I noticed at the scene. I think Irma has a thing for Al. Like I I wrote down. I mean, I won't say what I wrote down exactly (laughs) because you'd have to edit it. But like (laughs) Al and Irma, I mean, there there's some sparks there. It's there's some passion. Let's just say, Tim. If I were Tim, I might you know just kind of cut bait and get out of there because uh, (laughs) it it seems like things are are getting a little bit heated. Yeah, Uh, I mean, she wants him to host. She like grabs him. I took a screenshot of this, so hopefully we can share it on Twitter next week. She likes his joie de vivre, Uh, and I think I think I know what that translates to, Jordan. Mm, uh, I don't know. (laughs) If you can't take the heat, uh, you can stay out of the kitchen. And there was a lot of heat between these two. I'm gonna do my uh, I'm gonna do my Angela (laughs) Patent, who plays uh, Irma. I'm gonna do my my (laughs) little. Does that mean like you have an impression of her that you're gonna do? It's a patent. Uh, Yeah. So Angela Patton. Uh, plays Irma, 93 credits to her name, uh, passed away in 2016 at the age of 86, so lived a full life. Uh, credits include Groundhog's Day, she played Mrs. Lancaster, uh, mm. she was a grandma in American Wedding. I don't know who's grandma, but I remember a scene because, have you seen any of those movies? Probably not. Mm, no. Okay, alright, well there's a scene, where they're really good. No. I'm oh wait, kidding. no, I saw the first one, actually. Right, well, this is it the, may be the second. This is the third one. Uh, there's a scene where I believe it's uh, Jim's grandma. There's something with the ring is in some dog poop, and Stifler picks it up, and the grandma, and they tell her it's a truffle, and then this woman says, I love truffles, can I eat it? And then Stifler has to eat dog poop. So it's a good scene. Uh, um, it's, obviously, it's very similar to like the butt crack jokes from the opening scene ex- of yeah, this episode. It's a little bit more disgusting. Uh, she plays <laughs> Nice Lady in uh, Red Eye, uh, the flight movie. I can oh. see her being a nice lady. Episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Becker, X-Files, she's in Joe Dirt, Boston Public. I mean, she's a... Uh, Joe Dirt, oh man. She appears to be uh, a woman who, who came to acting a little bit later in life, I would say. Um, but but she she did some cool, some cool uh, I don't know, shows and She's got good credits, Jordan. She's got good yeah. credits. So that's, uh, that's Angela Patton, and... Uh, I buy her as a as a cooking, sh- cooking show host to be sure. Yeah, I think she does well. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the next scene, and we're at home with Randy and Mark uh, and Mom. Uh, they come home from school. I'm guessing Mom's sitting at the table. This is maybe my favorite scene of the episode. They got classes. Our our class pictures came in, and uh, Mark it turns out is a little Asian girl. Which to me sounds weird, like a new Netflix girl. series or something. A little, what, little Asian girl. <laughs> yeah, little, Mark. It, no, Mark is a little Asian girl. Oh, sure, yeah. 
it can compete with like transparent or some of the <laughs> okay. Amazon series, but yeah. So he initially points out like I'm here, third from the left or whatever, and it's actually a little Asian girl. Mm-hmm. He he's on the other side, but Randy starts to show his. He feels like a dork, um, and you know why he feels like a dork because he's been staring at his crush the whole time, and that's mm, Beth. It's crush hour at the Taylor house. Yeah, it sure is. No Jackie Chan though. Yeah, I wish. I wish. No uh, problem. Just crush hour. <laughs> I was just waiting for Juntao to walk in and really cause some trouble. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, no. and then Brad came in and said, y'all got any eel? And Jill says, sure. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, yeah, it was quite the episode. And then Chris Tucker comes in and he's like, don't ever touch my radio. I mean, we are not Brett Ratner advocates, though. So to get that out of your head. <laughs> just to get, go yeah. that way. We were yeah. just talking about how it's yeah. a dangerous time to yeah. like Hollywood. So. Yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, he does like Beth, and his friend Jeremy says, you should ask her to go steady, which made me laugh, because, like... It doesn't mean anything when you're young, you know? Also, like, who says go steady? People in TV shows only, I would say. <laughs> or, like, a- or the writers of the show are probably, like, were probably, like, 50-year-old men, and maybe that was, like, what was said when they were young, but, yeah, even the 90s, that's not popular slang. No. So, there's only one problem with this idea that Jeremy has, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never talked to her, which is... You know, this is very realistic, as you said. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exactly what kids in fifth or sixth grade do. Like, they have a crush on a girl, but they won't say anything. They use, or... they use a third party to, like, ask the person out. And, yeah. Yeah. Jill says to start with hello, which is a really good idea. Uh, and then Randy starts to practice. I, I really was, like this part. Yeah. Well, you know what it really reminded me? I mean, he's obviously, like, he's did the voice. But, like, this is very much, like, sounding like Simba in Lion King oh, yeah. at this time. Like, I don't know. This must have... I would think that we are in the same year as mm-hmm. uh, the Lion King. Maybe not... <laughs> N- the 94. De- maybe yeah. not the debut, but the recording. And, like, as he's kind of running through these lines, I was thinking, like, man, really, really reminding me of the Simba voice. Mm, yeah. And that is his voice, so it makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah and it's the same... I think it is the same year, 94. Yeah. So... Uh, definitely agree with you there. Uh, he starts, like, freaking out while he's practicing. He's, like, saying, hi, Beth, and he can't figure out how to do it. Hi, Beth. Um, hi, Beth. Then... Hi, Beth. <laughs> hi, Beth. And then Jill says, all right, practice with me. Tell me I'm pretty. And she and he says, are you mom or are you Beth? And she says, does it matter? Yeah. I thought that was good, too. You, yeah, I didn't like this one as much as you did. No. So that's why I'm just kind of staying silent. It was okay. It was only okay. Yeah. Well, hey. I mean, if you don't think this part is good, you're definitely not going to like the rest of the episode. <laughs> yep. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get back to cooking. I'll let you take this. Sure. I know how much you like to cook. I got to find uh, find where we're at. I was just really <laughs> taken with what you were saying. All right. So uh, we are backstage at the, uh, well, not the Tool Time set, at the Cooking with Irma set. Uh, mm. And Al is getting prepared. He's wearing... Uh, like a full chef uh, costume. He's got the <laughs> he's white got the hat. He's got the white outfit. Uh, Tim is wearing a an apron that says uh, "You kill him, we grill him." And he's got like a lion's chef hat, which it's is a cool. pretty cool hat. Yeah, I wear that. Um, and t- you know, Al can immediately kind of tell that Tim's not taking it real seriously. Also, we should note that in the earlier scene with Irma, Irma made it very clear that um, mm. Al was to be in charge and Tim was to be his assistant because Al knows how to to cook. Uh, French things and Cajun things, and he's just a, a connoisseur of um, comida, for lack of a better term. And, and, uh, and Tim for food, yeah, yeah. And Tim uh, makes spam casseroles. So we're setting up the dynamic that that Tim is to be Al's assistant. So mm-hmm. flash forward to where we're at 
kind of syrup comida. Um, <laughs> That's what should have been your title. I know. It Jeez. just came to me in the moment. All right. So it's it's really weird. I mean, this is really where the trouble starts, as if it hasn't already started. <laughs> but uh, so like the episode you, starts. Talking in, about Heidi intro. Yeah. I mean, like Heidi is there and I she has enough time at this point in the show just delivering the tool time uh, intro. And she says, does everybody, does everyone know who's in the kitchen? And it's just so weird. I don't know. The studio audience plays along though. I mean, barely. I'm just wondering. So like they probably have a cooking show. They have a tool show. Maybe they have a woodworking show. Maybe they have a gardening show. Does she introduce all of these shows? I mean, if so, this is the first I've heard of it. Does everyone know who's (laughs) in the kitchen? Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Not really. We thought it was going to be Irma. What do you say? We Cooking it, with Irma? No. We thought it was going to be Irma, but now we find out it's these bozos. All right. Uh, Al comes out and uh, introduces Tim, and Al's jokes are just immediately killing. Um, you know, some of them are, are okay. A few of them are real, real bad. Uh, especially the worst one, and I guess that this is being done purposefully to show that they will laugh at anything Al says, but when Al makes a joke of like, do you think they call it Cajun food because you cook it in a cage? Oh and my god! The audience gosh. like goes crazy. I mean, like I was, a, I was about ready to just that, <laughs> turn just, off the just, just turn it off. But Tim's making a lot of jokes. Although Tim's jokes are worse than usual, so like he's not really doing himself any favors. But the mm, audience, but is they not are receptive. better than Al's. I will say that some of them, some of them aren't. Um, Tim makes uh, he's a, he's supposed to be assisting Al. He's just kind of wisecracking. He he makes jokes. Uh, about Oklahoma, Arkansas, a lot of food puns in this episode. Never a good sign for really so anything. So many. They're like, hey, we've got a cooking episode. We've got to figure out as many pause, our, uh, puns as possible. Yeah, and the scene just kind of continues. It's it's very awkward. Um, the dynamic isn't working. They they do a thing uh, that works once, but they end up doing it probably six or seven times where Tim tells a bad joke, and then they cut to a deadpanned female studio audience. And I mean, I seriously think they do this six times in a 90-second scene and just really gross tiring. Um, continues on. We get we get kind of a cool overhead cam, which is, like, true to a <laughs> cooking a, show. It's been I mean, a long time since you've said that. Yeah, it's, a, it's showing the, what's going into the, uh, the pot. They are making uh, gumbo. And if jumbo you think, gumbo. If you think there's not a Dumbo joke, you're wrong. Um, if you think there's not an Al's mom joke, you're wrong. You're also wrong. Uh, Tim eventually, for whatever reason, ends up biting off the head of a pepper. It's very, very hot. He goes to drink water. Al says, "Drink milk uh, or bread." Uh, and then he has a bite of bread. Yeah, or bread, and the bread is also jalapeno bread. Uh, things are really going. Real hijinks. Things are really going down the uh, the crapper here on Cooking with Irma, and uh, <laughs> the episode is doing the same. Uh, they're going down the drain. Yep. Yeah, Al it. does give Tim a little bit of his own cooking here at the start too. He like gives him a nickname and is kind of trying yeah, to turn the seen tables this before, a little bit. Though. I mean, yeah. this is just like the episode where Al hosts Tool Time. Like although the, the exact Al, same like, thing happens at the yeah, end. Yeah. Although well, Al is better almost. at cooking. Doing, yeah. like, the cooking show. That's so. true. Yeah, that's true. So at least he's got a future after Tool Time ends mm-hmm. due to too many accidents or something. All right, so after the show, Al is signing autographs for all of those angry women in the audience, and uh, he keeps making jokes. Um, I don't know exactly what he... Oh, he says, chili today, hot tamale, or something like that. So another, another mm-hmm. pun. Uh, and then at the end, Tim and Al are talking about the show. Al says it went really well. They love me. And Tim's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to come back tomorrow because I have a giant ego and it's not working for me. 
Except I mean, for he doesn't say in the Tim's defense, part. like he isn't needed at all. Like I kind of actually sort of understood that, like why, he, like he he is just getting in the way. I know that it's you probably know, because Adam, probably some people because, say that I just get in the way of you, but uh, you know, I, I think it, I think we both know it's important uh, for both of us to be here. I don't think anybody says that. No, I just, <laughs> I mean, I, I know that the episode wants us to think that like it's because Tim is. He just can't handle being, you know, playing the the side fiddle or whatever. But like second fiddle, not side fiddle, either one. Uh, <laughs> the old uh, side yeah, fiddle. I am the side fiddle. No, I just thought that like maybe there was something to be said for that. Like he really is just kind of getting in the way. Like he is only hindering the show. So from that perspective, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing. But oh well. Yeah, but you know, later on he's going to be super helpful. Yeah, really helpful. Really, really ends well. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, Al is trying to keep him on the show almost. He's and then he diagnoses his problem, says, You're just jealous, you're not the center of attention, and Tim doesn't really see the parallels between, you know, the stuff that he says about his assistant uh on tool time and, and here. So it's just Tim, you know, he's looking inward, as he often does, mm-hmm. I guess. That's yes. what we're to believe. So, at home later on, let's get back to the more interesting plot, I guess, if you're going to pick one of the two. And that's Randy trying to get some nods, you know? Mm-hmm. And at home, Brad and <clears throat> Brad and Randy... Or, Brad comes in to tell Randy the good news. It turns out that Beth is mildly interested in Randy. And they have a double date. So, I guess Beth is friends with Ashley. That's what we're supposed to believe here. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, different ages, but they, they somehow met and they're friends. Maybe and... they're neighbors or something. I don't know. Yeah, I could everyone's speculate. neighbors <clears throat> in this town. Evidently. Uh, Tim and Jill are also in this scene doing a lot of nodding themselves, but I don't really know why. I didn't really take notes why. But Tim gives some bad advice about what Randy should do. He says, talk about yourself. Uh, and they move on from that really uh and then jill is the boys leave and jill and tim are there and they're going to talk about the show jill's cooking al's gumbo so she watched the show she thought he was great jill agrees uh with al's assessment of tim not liking to be the side fiddle as you like to say um tim says you know i can't help it i want if i'm in front of people i want to i want to make them laugh um so he's you know trying to make other people feel good i don't know if it's also for his attention but also that and uh as they're doing this they're having this conversation about why it's not working and how it could work tim is helping jill with uh she's being an assistant to or he's being an assistant to jill while she's cooking without him knowing it so it's like hey if you just do this tomorrow you'll be fine and then he saves her food and thinks that maybe maybe he shouldn't he should just get a cookbook yeah because she says she's gonna teach him how to help or how to cook Mm -hmm. so it's a real good scene. <sighs> this really episode funny. blows. <laughs> I mean, really, really bad. All right. Um, let me find where we're at. Sorry. I was scrolling in IMDb. La- later on, we're with the girls. <laughs> yes, and that is why I was doing so. So, uh, yes, we are at we are at home now, and uh, it's Brad, it's Ashley, it's Randy, it's Beth, and it's hella awkward. awkward. It's <laughs> so awkward. Um, and they're just kind of sitting there in silence. Um, Ashley is kind of trying to, Ashley and Brad are both kind of trying to, to get the ball rolling. Brad has all of a sudden taken an interest in his brother. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're trying to make conversation. Somebody, I think Ashley says that Randy's very funny. And then Brad helpfully says, yeah, Randy's funny. Randy, tell a joke. And then Randy 
he, he struggles with coming up with one, and then he says, what do you, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, not that it really matters. Uh, what do you call bad lemonade? Jordan, what do you call bad lemonade? Lemon lemonade. Oh my gosh, yes. That was actually the best joke of the episode, so, no, I'm just kidding. It was, it was pretty average. Um, and uh, nobody laughs, nobody gets it, and uh, things continue to be very awkward. It's true. Uh, Brad and Ashley are really trying to like make this relationship work, which is nice why. of them. Yeah, I don't really know why. I don't know. Uh, now that you know Brad and Randy aren't in the same room, I guess they're just best of friends, so they try to help each other. All right, I'm going to do my bio on Beth. So uh, Beth, uh, real name Andy McAfee. Um, how many credits here? 82 credits to her name. Some interesting stuff. A lot of voice work of late, so... Uh, she was the announcer for 247 episodes of the TV show The Soup, which uh, hmm. was like a, I don't know if you've ever seen that show, it was on like E, I believe, for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she did the she did the announcing work for was that. Was that the one with... Um, I think Joel McHale was on it in the end? Yeah, the guy from Community. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, so she did a lot of that. Uh, she did two, she did 56 episodes of Hey Arnold, uh, playing the role of Phoebe. I don't know if you're familiarity with that. Um, do you watch Hey Arnold ever? It's been a long, long time. 17 episodes of Recess playing Ashley oh. A. Armbruster. Nice. Uh, and also uh, a couple episodes of Boy Meets World back in 95. Uh, she plays Jennifer and then she plays Melissa. So two different roles. I like, I like it when shows do that. Like you're not Maybe gonna, like, like a year later she, you're not going to notice. Maybe it's like she, twins. Well, I was going to say she had uh, dissociative like personality disorder. So that, maybe sound, that sounds like a Boy Meets World plot to me. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. But uh, yeah, a lot of credits here, and uh, she's still still working to this day. So good for her. Good for her. Uh, did you notice the coffee table in this scene? How it has this the, ma- the, ma- the magazines like perfectly. It has left. it has nine magazines and six <laughs> coffee books on it. <laughs> Seems like too much. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, t- those tailors love to read. Oh they, have, they, have like a t- they have like a huge bookshelf like in the back kind of too that's just like full of books with all that, their encyclopedias yeah i mean evidently i've never seen anybody anybody read on the show but uh you know they have a lot of options should they choose to do so i will say i think last episode or sometime recently randy was reading or something brad oh, it, was, brad, it was when brad, brad came in david with the locket oh, i thought brad had to read david copperfield well, that that too, but Brad came in with the locket, and remember he asks, you know, Randy decides that it's real gold. <laughs> yeah, he bites down on it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's reading when Brad comes in, okay. so that's the only time we've seen them read. The book was probably uh, upside down uh, or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a comic book, actually. Uh, Jill comes into this awkward scene with some sugar cookies. She's trying to break the tension here, and talks a little bit to Beth about her mom, who is an aerobics instructor, yeah. and uh, turns out that Beth's mom doesn't like them to have sugar cookies in the house because it makes them fat. Yeah. So, Jill makes, it makes Jill feel pretty bad, and she says... I'm gonna go throw- do some stomach crunches. Yeah, and she throws out the cookie. So yep. she just wasted a whole cookie. Yeah, and then Randy follows with a big meltdown where he Calls, I guess he's trying to say snickerdoodles. Uh, I think he's trying to say sugar cookie, and he says cooker, snuggie, and then booger cookie. Okay, yeah, well, he butchered that, and uh, it's... <laughs> he, he needs some air. He says, it's hot in here, I need some air, I'm going to go outside, and he goes out to the side yard, and it's dark, and it's winter. He's not cold, but uh, he seeks solace in a friendly neighbor. Uh, the well, neighbor's first na- he the neighbor's throws name a snowball. Is, is Wilson, and he throws a snowball at him, and uh, <laughs> let's play a clip. Let's do it. 
Oh, man. I'm such a dork. Experiencing some adolescent angst, preteen Taylor? <laughs> oh. Sorry, Wilson. Mm -hmm. I just made a jerk of myself in front of a girl. Well, Randy Taylor, welcome to the tribe of men. I mean, I don't get it. I really like Beth. But ever since she got here, I've been saying really dumb things. Well, Randy, probably that's because you're sailing in unfamiliar waters. I'm sure the first time Romeo met a girl, he probably said some pretty dumb things, too. Hello? Right here. Oh. Did Romeo ask Juliet if she wanted a booger cookie? Mm -mm 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 -mm. Now that is a gaff and a half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I'm not cut out for this romance stuff. <laughs> well, Randy, when it comes to winning the affections of a young lady, you might heed the advice of Thomas Herrick. What do you say, Wilson? <laughs> He said, to get thine ends, lay bashfulness aside. He that fears to ask, doth be denied. So what you're saying is no guts, no glory. Well, very good, young Taylor. You know, there are those among us who wouldn't have picked it up that quickly. <laughs> so I gotta keep trying, huh? Well, you may not have to try too hard. I think the lady's equally smitten with you. What makes you say that? Because ever since you came out back, she's been staring at you. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, Wilson. <laughs> hey, mm. what were the first words you said to a girl you had a crush on? I believe they were Heidi Hogan looking. All right, uh, so we've had Al talk to Wilson, we've had Tim talk to Wilson, we've had Jill talk to Wilson. This time we get Randy talking to Wilson, and uh, Wilson's outside, you know, he is summoned by a snowball being thrown in his house, but he's outside already, he's filling up, what did you say, Adam? What is it? <laughs> well, my immediate thought, <laughs> and I, I probably will do a screenshot of this, is it looked like he was holding just a massive bong, uh, just a huge marijuana bong uh he's actually holding a bird feeder but i tell you what you catch it from a certain angle and you know what you know about wilson in terms of his philosophical ideas and his general desire to stay at home and not really do anything and it kind of made sense to me but it was a, it was a bird feeder it was a bird feeder uh randy pokes his eye through a hole in the fence and uh wilson says you know it's inexperience romeo wasn't romeo right away you know he wasn't romeo and juliet that the romeo that we know and love and uh, Randy, you know, he's just like, you know what? I'm just not cut out for romance. This is mm -hmm. it. I'm going to I'm gonna be like you, Wilson. I'm just going to live by myself and, you know, whatever. But uh, Wilson, you know, he's, he's got some wisdom and he's going to bestow it on young Randy here. And he quotes somebody. I don't remember what he says. But Randy paraphrases it immediately. He knows what it mm -hmm. means. He says, no guts, no glory. And mm -hmm. uh, so we get the difference between him and his father there. Yeah. And Wilson... Wilson says, hey, don't be so hard on yourself. If you turn around and look, Beth's been staring at you like a creeper this whole time. Ooh. And uh, really builds up really builds up Randy's confidence. And uh, as Randy goes back in to get some nods, woo his woman of the day, um, he asks Wilson what his first words to his crush was. And he said, Heidi Ho, good looking. Mm -hmm. so. yep. 
It's uh, Wilson through it's and through. Some, it's something different. I didn't mind it. In terms of this episode, yeah. it seemed about as good as it was going to get. <laughs> yeah, you can't ask for for much better than that. But you know, Wilson in his own right was a Romeo with his hottie ho, good looking. And I was thinking, Romeo and Juliet, fascinating story, but also something. If I wanted to revisit it, you know where I would revisit it? If you want to learn more about the Montagues and the Capulets and a pair of star-crossed lovers, I would recommend checking out Audible.com. Absolutely. Yeah, at that, I mean, Romeo and Juliet is just one of the hundred over 180,000 titles that you can get on Audible. And for Home and Podcast listeners, we have a special offer. If you want to get a free download of an audiobook and a free month uh, trial of the service, you can go to audibletrial.com slash homeandpodcast. And uh, you can get the book on us. So you're welcome. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, something about Steve Harvey and women. I know that there's a popular book out about that. There are <laughs> options if you are uh, looking for love and just can't find it like Randy. So uh, Audible, Audible, Audible Home and Podcast, do it up. Let's return to the episode. All right, so let's get back to cooking. Actually, um, yep. they're gonna they're gonna cook a duck. Al's wearing a beret. It's really just a great start to this cooking with Irma episode. It's gonna be some French cuisine. You know, at first Al thinks he's gonna be cooking by himself here because Tim said he he, he can't do this anymore. So right. he, he's setting up as if he's gonna be by himself. But Tim shows up shortly after the show starts. I like that he just walks on camera. I know it's, <laughs> it's a real fly by night operation cooking <laughs> cooking with Irma. Does yeah. everybody know who's in the kitchen? Oh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't do Tim. that the second. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that the second time around for some reason, yeah. but. Al is uh, continuing to make puns, but Tim is over here just assisting. He's trying to play the Al role that Al, you know, models for him every day on Tool Time. He even throws in, I don't think so, Al, at a suggestion. Yeah, Al doesn't uh, like that, that though. Makes. I don't really understand why. Yeah, but like, the crowd Al, does. Al makes a bad face, like it's offensive or something. Well, he's just playing the part, you know? That's the thing about TV shows. It's acting whether you want to or not. Acting without the acting. I thought Al was... this. Al is just kind of irrational in this scene. I felt like it was really stupid. You mean just sticking his hand in a duck? I mean, like... Just leaving it there? The last... So, like, all of a sudden, the last time they recorded, it was like Al was kind of confident doing a good job. And then he immediately, like, the second Tim comes out and is, like, helpful, Al takes on the role of Tim in that he's very, like, cocksure and not interested in anyone else's feedback or advice and just kind of irrational. I think he's just flustered because he wasn't expecting Tim to be there, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. now he's got a he's got an audible. He's got an audible here, yeah, and a different type of audible. Audibletrial.com/slash. Uh, <laughs> audible uh, I forget. Podcast. Uh, yeah, so Al gets Tim to check on the oven, make sure it's at three fifty degrees. Tim does say, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to overstuff your duck. And Al, you know, shoes him off. He's like, I know what I'm doing. But he does get his hand stuck in the duck, and he tries to get it out. I and like that wouldn't be, even be possible. I, it seems unlikely, but he does, and he shakes it off. It flies through the glass window that they have on stage there. And uh, Tim signals that the field goal is good. So, Do you think that this is kind of what Taylor Swift used as inspiration for her hit song, Shake It Off? <laughs> You think that she went back to a 1994 episode of Home Improvement? Yeah, I mean, she's about our age, so she would have grown up with it, so it's in play. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll ask her. Yeah, I don't know, we might, maybe, I don't know, we, we, we've had trouble getting, you know, the, the cast members of Home Improvement, but I have a feeling like Taylor Swift would be more than willing to talk about this show with us. I, I can't think of a better PR stunt for her <laughs> yeah, than this. Yeah, I mean, this just, it just logically just makes, makes sense. 
The old uh, Taylor is dead, so, you know, we got to yeah, get the new one. Yeah. Well, Tim Taylor, Taylor Swift, it just, they all that's merged together. That's a good way together. to draw our end. Like, that's kind of our open. We're just like, hey, you know, Tim Taylor, so on and so forth. <laughs> we'll, I think we'll I'm lowering myself to the humor of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, well, then let's finish it quickly because there's only one other seat yeah, left. okay. And uh, it's at home. Tim and Jill are watching the end of this cooking show. Uh, they do that quite a bit in this in this TV show where they you know they zoom out from the TV show and it's them watching. But Jill is impressed with Tim's performance. Uh, there is another food pun, some sort of banana split joke, mm-hmm. and they say, "Where's Randy? It's five thirty. It's too late." Uh, but <laughs> where's Randy? I don't know. School got out three hours ago. We're concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know tim says he's probably getting more nods like i did when i was younger and uh jill said that's all you got and then randy comes home and it turns out he got a kiss did you notice the very obvious like adr uh i'm home line like he very clearly did not say that in the moment it was voiceover oh no i didn't i think at this point i'm not paying attention it's so. like it's a completely different uh, it's hard to explain but it, it was very much obviously put it in post it certainly wasn't simba it certainly wasn't. Sound more like Scar. Mm. Adam, have we talked about our first kisses on this show? No, and we're not going to this episode. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. But yeah, Randy does get his first kiss, so it's a big, big episode for him. And, Things uh, move quickly with, with Randy and Beth. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. This she's is just a, the beginning. She's in a couple more episodes, so I, I, yeah. can, I can say she'll be around for a little bit, but uh, yeah. All right, and that's the last scene of the episode. There's some outtakes that we don't really want to talk about. So that is episode 68. Roll credits fade to black. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Did you ever watch that Uh, the video a couple years ago? The too many cooks video that was like pretty popular. I don't think so. It's really really weird. It was like an adult. It was like an adult swim short, uh, and it's like a fake intro for a 90s sitcom. And the sitcom's called Too Many Cooks. But like they keep like heightening the intro sequence and like introducing new characters and it just gets crazier and crazier you should actually maybe watch it it's pretty funny all right i'll look that up after this so let's just talk about so that me- i'd rather talk about that than this episode <laughs> well unfortunately that's not what we're here for on home and podcast so I know. adam oh, i think this might be one of your very favorite episodes that we've ever I didn't covered realize so i'll let how, you go first how much i disliked it until uh we started talking about it as is often the case um okay highs the Randy Wilson fence segment was something we haven't seen before, which I thought worked. And there are very few things in this show that we get that are new in a given week, so I appreciated that. Otherwise, um, I found the foundation of this episode uh, that it was built on to be very flimsy. The idea that Irma would ask these guys to fill in was was <laughs> quite stupid. Uh, I thought the jokes were very, very poor. Um, I didn't really find myself laughing to speak of. I thought Tim was kind of annoying. He was trying too hard to be funny, and the writing was just, I don't know, just throwing in too many bad one-liners. Um, the Randy stuff is fine, I guess, although it didn't do a lot for me. Um, I was just like, I don't know, I just was very, very bored. I don't have... It's almost, I don't really even have a lot to say in terms of negative. It just, all of it was very, very dull. I didn't enjoy mm-hmm. it. I didn't really like how any of the characters acted. Uh, not a good one for me. Yeah. not Yeah, I would agree with a lot of what you said. I You know, the only things that were really good in this episode to me were, like, Randy. Uh, I think he continues to be a really good actor for, yeah. for a kid. 
And I did enjoy like a couple of scenes, the scenes that he was in, the fence scene that he was in. Um, so many cooking puns, it's just ridiculous. You, you just can't possibly put that many puns in an episode and expect it to actually be good, I guess. Uh, and yeah, we've done the selfish Tim thing at least once, maybe multiple times before, so it's kind of sad to see that recycled. But even, uh, I mean, even like I said this earlier, but this is... I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's too much like the episode where Al hosts yeah. Tool Time. I mean, really. Like, it's it's too close to that, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And it doesn't make a lot of sense when, you know, you said this, where Al, in the first iteration of Cooking with Irma, is very competent and yeah. good. And then in the second iteration, he just is all of a sudden flustered and can't do anything right. I don't know. Yeah, it's like he, I don't know, got a big hat or too big for his britches or something, but uh, it's uh, it's not great. It makes me want to get through this season. I was really thinking that around, I think around episode 19 or 20, when the end is in sight, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get there. I'm ready for a, a, a fresh, clean slate yeah, here. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting close. There was a lot of good, ep- our season early three on, episodes too. Early Like the first like 10, I thought like this, oh man, this is so much better than season two. These are great. Um, but I think, like, you know, you watch these 25-episode seasons, and it's really it really is a vote in favor of the current kind of sure. stru- structure of, yeah. like, 12, 13 episodes, or 15 even. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, they just, like, some of these, they just don't have anything to say. And this kind of felt like that to me. But, yeah. yeah. Yep, so not not either of our favorite episode, but uh, you'll get that every once in a while. This so. might, I, this may make my bottom, bottom three of the season. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel well, like there's a get- lot of them in play lately. Well, we'll get there soon enough. We only yeah. got a couple, a few more episodes left for the season, like you said. So, uh, with that, we'll move on to Sean's social media corner. Uh, we love to hear from you. We really do. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so on our website, thehomeandpodcast.com. You'll find also a just a backlog of all of our episodes there. Uh, how you can sponsor the show, all the information about how cool we are, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can also reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, and then we're on Twitter at Podcast as well. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so uh, for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to patreon.com slash Podcast. You can also uh, do a one-time donation at our website, or you know you can also support the show by going to audibletrial.com slash Podcast and getting a free audiobook in free trial there. So, uh, with that, Adam, what's going on on Twitter? What are you doing? What kind of polls are people not, voting in? Not much, uh, I would <laughs> say. So, I, I made the classic uh, mistake of uh, having a poll be too specific to an episode or having a poll that requires people to listen to our episode in order to vote, and thus I only got five total votes. <laughs> uh, it's related to our, our topic of debate in last week's uh, fantastic episode. Uh, so did Habitat for Humanity actually build the houses featured in the app, as Jordan says? Uh, five total votes. I think two of them had to have been us. I mean, one of them was definitely me. Uh, 60% said no, 40% said yes. I still think that that is perhaps one of the more foolish things that you've brought to the table on this podcast. Nah. But <laughs> no, no, fair no you, don't, you don't think that there was a... I'm not saying those houses were the houses. I'm saying that they were actually doing something for Habitat for Humanity and then decided to make it into an episode. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't think. I mean, I think we're. I think we beat a dead horse. I think. I think when we get Tim on the show, we'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> we always like horse noises. Uh, did we announce our Christmas movie to everybody yet? Yeah, I, I know so. we did it. I know yeah. we did it on. Uh, we announced it on Twitter. We can remind. We, we can. We can remind everybody that we are doing the Santa Claus two for for Christmas and and Jordan. Um, 
so yeah, the poll obviously didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> I want to say a little bit more about Twitter before we, we move into anything else. So I would just say, um, not really much news on Twitter front, but I'm really trying to get uh, Patricia Richardson and or Zachary Ty Bryan uh, to, uh, to come on the show. And, uh, you know, listeners, if maybe you could tweet at them, we could maybe, you know, maybe if they see that more people care than just us that you know maybe you reach out to them and, and suggest that they come on the show or when i tweet at them you like those tweets or retweet them or anything to kind of generate some sort of even a small buzz to let them know that yeah people would be interested in hearing that and, and it's something that would be worth their time that would be helpful you know uh i mm. think if we work together we can uh, achieve a common good we are nothing without our fans and I, we need your help i mean you know granted i landed the current thing on my own pretty much solo and, <laughs> and, it, oh, cr- no. and it crushed but uh you know it hasn't been that easy since then so uh you know reach out to those folks and uh, suggest that they come on the show maybe mm. uh in terms of the christmas episode jordan yeah, we're, we're going to do the Santa Claus 2. We're going to record it in early December, and it should come out sometime around the holidays. Is that correct? Yeah, it's going to be a two-parter. We're going to break it in two, because last time it was like two hours long. So yeah. we want to make it digestible for everybody. Right. And uh, we're going to do that. And uh, there, will yeah, be, there will be a special uh, release around Thanksgiving as well, because we'll be taking yeah. some time off. But we'll talk about that next week, I, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, we won't get to that now. And the video uh, game, or not the video game, and the board game, uh, that continues to be something we're thinking we've, about. We've worked out some logistics, yeah, you know? So uh, look, look for that yeah. sometime. Absolutely. And we'll, I mean, we can talk about the giveaway as well for the uh, Tim Allen bestseller, Don't yeah. Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. Right, that's uh, that's coming up next week too, right? Yeah, so we'll talk about that next week. The, big times uh, ahead, big times. Big times. Lots of stuff coming down the pipeline. Yep. No mail this week, but it is my turn for the question of the week. Let's do it. All right, Adam. As you can imagine, an episode called Too Many Cooks has a lot of cooking going on. And I know that you like watching cooking shows. I know that you're a decent cook yourself. I want to know... <laughs> you're generous. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, what's your favorite cooking show? Oh, a favorite cooking show? Yeah. I mean, I only really like uh, the Great British Baking Show. Um, I'm not... I think. I, Tell me about the great Ameri- our British, not American. Oh boy, sorry about that. There, British there, there was show. a great American version, but it wasn't as good. Uh, great British Never Baking is. Show is it's on Netflix. I really would recommend it. Uh, there's a couple couple series. I watched a couple episodes series, actually. as the Brits call it. Uh, essentially, like they gather like I don't know if it's ten bakers, and they are like staying at this castle kind of area, and they bake in this big tent, and they're given like three tasks throughout like three different baking tasks throughout an episode um and they'll like after every task like they'll put the uh all of the various uh, dishes up there and they'll like rank them uh and then at the end of every episode the the two uh guests paul hollywood and uh his, his real name is paul hollywood which is hilarious <laughs> and uh, i can't remember the woman's name and she's so good oh, what's her name i need to look it up the, it's she's important. she's older right she's older but she is Mary, she's Mary, Bar- Mary Barry and Paul Hollywood. Uh, she's dynamite. She's great. Uh, she's very, very cool. She reminds me of like a, a Kennedy in her just general class and demeanor. Uh, and yeah, every week they vote somebody off and they bake cool things and they have like, sometimes they have to emulate uh, dishes that have been shown to them. Sometimes they are given, like they're told like you just have to make like a tart or you have to make a pie or a cake or obviously more specific things than that. And 
Uh, and then the last uh, challenge of every episode, they do like a showstopper where it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like this magnificent thing. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. I'm actually probably more interested in baking than I am in in cooking. But yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Well, it's it's t- it tastes sweeter. Ten out of ten. Uh, how much how much do you like? Uh, at the start when they like do their little bake-offs and that woman's like, three, two, one, bake! Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> I, it took a long time for me to get used to the, the two, uh, two <laughs> co-hosts Hosts? there. I yeah. think, uh, at first I thought I could really do without these ladies, but you know, they kind of grew on me. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, but like, yeah, at first I was very much like, okay, this show does not need them. Their humor is not for me. But I kind of, I kind of started to like them. But yeah, in the yeah, beginning, they seem give it time. Very, they seem very obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. The first time I heard that, I didn't like it. But then I come to love it because I've, I've probably seen two or three episodes. Yeah. So I was like, they oh. actually like replaced those hosts relatively recently, and bummer. Uh, it was pretty controversial. So, so it's a show about cooking and controversy. Yeah, well, baking and backstabbing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jordan? All right. All right, uh, I have a couple that come to mind. Wow. We, we do watch quite a few cooking shows. There's a great channel that we get down here over our like antenna thing that we have, and it's uh, it's like a PBS affiliate. It's called yeah. Create TV. Yeah, they've got lots of different. I have that too. Go ahead. I just yeah, I have that too. Yeah. Oh, they have lots of different cuisines on there. Uh, I really like Patty's Mexican Table because <laughs> <laughs> not only is it a, just a great a great. It's great called Patty's Mexican show. Table? Yeah, what else do you want? Uh, I didn't grow up having a lot of Mexican cuisine. The cuisine that we had at our house was good, delicious, but Mexican was not something we uh, got into very much. So okay. there's a lot of different dishes there that I never tried. And being down in Florida, there's a ton down here now. Right. Um, so that, that always gives me something new. Also, I do enjoy Pioneer Woman. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Delici- I don't know any of these shows you're talking about, but they sound Deli- cool. Delicious, good old-fashioned comfort food. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's not afraid to use some sugar, butter, and the good stuff. So You know, I think the best too. one, you know, even Martha Stewart, she's she's throwing a lot of butter in her stuff. And I think that's yeah. what makes it taste good. That's good. You know? Yeah, I did. I just had a, I just tried a Pioneer Woman Crock-Pot pulled pork recipe. Oh, so yeah. good, I made it twice in a week and a half. So that's that was good. Perhaps too much, even, but it speaks to you the quality would think so. of that pulled pork. You know, I ate a lot of it. Not so much the people around here, though. Hey, you know what? Gotta please yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know right. what pleases me? Home Improvement. Another episode of uh, Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah, me too, obviously. <laughs> it's been a really good two weeks in a row for episodes, so I'm pretty excited to see where the next one takes us. Next one's going to be, it was the best of Tim's, it was the worst uh, of Tim's. man, I just want to get to the one where Randy, like, catfishes a woman online. Like, that's really what I'm waiting for, and I think it's coming up. So. Uh, is that this season or next season? Yeah, it's Reality Bites. It's going to be great. Oh, it's coming up. <laughs> it's going to be good. Uh, so just before we head out, a reminder, if you want to have an awesome audiobook experience, you can get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash homeandpodcast. Adam, take us out. What are we, well, you already said what we're covering next week, so I guess yeah. my, what I should be saying is thank <laughs> you for listening. Jordan, thank you for joining me. And I guess I should also be saying take care. Take care, everybody. <laughs>